Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves, and freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road, Road Muscle, Muscle Radio is on the air. Hello, fans of Fuel and Fun. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves. And I am Brett Hatfield. Be sure to check out Road Muscle Radio on Facebook, Twitter, now that I'm finally freaking Twittering. I, I'm doing You're it. Tweeting. I'm I'm tweeting. Also, uh, visit RoadMuscleRadio.com for links. We have a blog there. And what few events we can find currently, we post there. And, of course, you can find our podcast there. Now, coming up in Road Muscle Radio today, uh, Ford Motor Company needs help finding the story behind a 50-year-old pics of a Mustang no one has ever seen. It's, we know a guy who might know. We do. We do. It's, we it's so tempting. It's so tempting just to call him on the side while we're recording and say, hey, dude, dude, load me up on this. Uh, game on for Monterey in August and an interesting list of muscle hot rods and so much not rods. <laughs> that article should just have one banner that says, we lied. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, in the second segment, we're going to talk with Ed Lindsay of Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. And I'll tell the story of how I even found this place in the first place, just out in the boonies. And this place is so freaking cool. And uh, he's going to talk about what it takes to reach a 50th anniversary. 50 years they've been out there doing that thing for a Hidden Away Hot Rod Shop. Plus, we'll chat about some of their wild builds and some of the stuff they have available, which is kind of how I found them. They've had magazine articles that have been written about uh, the stuff that they've done. And I'm like, where the hell have you been all my life? (laughs) You're out out here hiding where? Who? What? And they're real down to earth. uh, Ed and Jim and... And the dad and uncle uh, who started it. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll just keep moving on and grooving on because I don't know about you, man, but uh, I've been spending a lot of time here in the house. Uh, I finally (laughs) had to cave today. I had to go outside. I made a decision. I made an executive decision. Yes. I was going to drag my trusty Harley out of the garage. Oh, there you go fire it up i was going to leave the house ride around not talk to nobody (laughs) and then come back home and tuck my bike away i wasn't going to expose myself which i've been accused of doing in the past to anyone and uh i did i went and put 25 miles on the bike and it was glorious and now i'm a little sunburned now what'd you call that earlier in email was it wind therapy wind therapy get your (laughs) knees in the breeze yeah that that kind of works i uh I plan on going out and sitting on the back porch for a little bit. I, um, strangely enough, uh, and I don't know if this is letting the cat out of the bag, uh, cause I just really, I find a hard, hard time thinking they're essential, but maybe they are. I stopped by a place here in Kansas City called Cigar and Tobacco on uh-huh. Saturday. They they're they open. They um, and, uh, picked up a few cigars and maybe just a little bit of pipe tobacco cause I was running low. And I think I'm going to sit on that back porch and just contemplate, you know, the uh, the mysteries and uh, enjoy my There's pipe. still one very special cigar uh, that you have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody of ours has. 
And we need to get together and do that one night, even if we have to sit 10 feet apart from each other. <laughs> I tell you, that ought to be our victory lap. When this is all finally think, said and done and we can all just, you know, be again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and, on. And there may, there may have to be some overpriced adult beverages. There involved. might be. And an Uber. So, all right. Oh, uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, by the time people hear this, it won't be. But it is when we're recording. This is National Beer Day. Everybody oh, raise your glass. Take a sip. Got it right here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, work. that's so nice. Uh, so ha- happy beer day, everyone. Happy beer day to you. All right, let's get into the news. Well, I mentioned about that Mustang that no one has ever seen. There are pictures that Ford freaking found at Ford. And they are going, they found these pictures and they're like, who did this? What is this? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Nobody. This looks like it came off the concept car hoarders show on TV. I know, right? This is how you can tell you got too much stuff. You got things stored (laughs) in corners you don't know anything about. I kind of like the rebar uh, windshield support for uh, part of the design there in the front. What it is, it's a Mustang with a mid-engine. Mm-hmm. And they're mo- it's a mock-up. They've got like five pictures here. I got this off of uh, MotorOne.com, who themselves got it off of Ford.com. Now, uh, the Chevy Corvette uh, switched to a mid-engine layout, you know, in 2019, which is pretty sweet yeah. after 66 years in the market. Uh, in 1966, it looks like Ford was also thinking about doing this uh, with a mid-engine layout for its pony car. There are four images published by Ford Performance on its official website that tell the story of a mid-engined Mustang concept. Now, you know, this is not the whole car. Uh, I don't think doors aren't on it, uh, front fenders aren't on it, but you've definitely got the the back end of a Mustang. You've got, you know, all the lights in there in 1966. Uh, but you're looking, you're looking into the trunk because there's no trunk lid on it. And there's the engine on the far side of the wheel. There yeah. is more than a little GT 40. in yeah. this. And since they did the first GT 40 in what? 63. You could be forgiven for thinking <laughs> along those lines, but, uh, that GT 40 turned out to be a hell of a performer by 65, 66. And yeah. I'm not surprised that they thought about doing this with a Mustang. Surely somebody's got to know something about this. And, of course, I would want to default to our Mustang guru, Mr. Vernon Estes. Yeah, we need to get Vernon on and and squeeze him hard, put him in a headlock, give him a super noogie, and say, you spill, you hide too much. I want to know. I'll I'll bet you he knows something about it. And if he doesn't know, he knows somebody who knows. (laughs) He knows somebody who knows, yeah. (laughs) The the car itself, although the gt40 sure but i'm wondering do you think they were trying to fight uh chevy's uh corvair with that the whole mid-engine possibly corvair because if was you look on? at it from the front there's a little corvair and it looks a little porsche 914 before the porsche 914 yeah, yeah it's like more than a little and then they just put a mustang ass end on it and said let's go but uh well. Well, the rear panel, anyway. <laughs> apparently, it went because nobody knows anything about it. Uh, the only pieces of, are available are those pictures that uh, were photographed inside the design studio in Dearborn on May 2nd, 1966. Now, Ford talked to uh, uh, Mustang aficionado authors about the car. None of them knew anything. That's why we're, we're going to have to lean on Vern. And then uh, the authors talked to the product planner, Hal Spurlick, the godfather of the Mustang. He didn't know anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, quote from him is the only thing I can think is that this might have might have something to do with the drivable version of the Ford Research midship car that was used as a Mustang tease. 
So it might have been just kind oh. of a demo-y thing. They talked with uh, Gail Halderman, the lead designer of the original Mustang, who also had a different opinion about the car's origins. He believes the mid-engine Mustang uh, that's pictured here had nothing to do with the Ford Research midship car uh, and that it was one developed years before as a one-off, uh, not based on a production Mustang. So he thinks it might be just somebody's thing that Mustang got some pictures of. Now, well, other- Whatever it is, it's super intriguing. I love the look of the thing, and there's got to be a story there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to hit a burn. I want to know. We'll share links on it on RoadMuscleRadio.com because Ford wants people to help. They even have a uh, an email address, clubhub at Ford.com, if you know That's anything you about this car. Jack. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> they put it out there. They're willing to actually admit it, which is shocking Asia. Uh, that they, they don't wow. know a damn thing about it. So, uh, Vern, we know you're listening. We're, we're going to be talking to you. <laughs> Very soon. Very soon. Well, it, it, so much stuff has been canceled, and there's been so little for all of us car mavens to do. Yeah. There is some good news in the wind, though. It looks like, so far, Monterey Car Week is still a go. Yes! And that is one of the single, that's probably the single biggest car gathering in the U.S. all year long. It's a week of insanity, every kind of show under the sun, including lemons for your kind of cars, Mark. Uh, yeah, and, baby. Uh, yeah, con- Concord Lemons. Is, <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's hilarious. Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> But uh, from what we're seeing so far, Car Week is still a go in August, which uh, scares the hell out of me because I haven't made any reservations. I was holding my breath. <laughs> and I'm going to have to, I'll probably wind up staying in, you know, three hours away in San Francisco. What do they call uh, them? A, a bed and cardboard box? <laughs> uh, Tyler Hoover two years ago st- paid to stay in somebody's tool shed. I, oh, my I God. Kid not. I kid you not. <laughs> You know what? That's dedication, though. <laughs> he got some miles out of it, but uh, yeah, it, it was a very nice shed. It was a very nice, almost a she shed. It was a very nice shed. It is a very, very nice shed. <laughs> uh, beginning with the Monterey kickoff cruise on Alvarado Street, Monterey on August 7th, and continuing through the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance uh, on the 16th, which, man, you just got to see once. You I remember you calling me once. from out there just going, dude, dude, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And uh, that it was just it, it's, it's so intense, you had to take a break. It's a show in every sense of the word, the cars, the people. And, oh, let us not forget, two years ago, I'm out there, and I'm looking down a line of tuckers. Oh, There were yeah, 12 yeah. tuckers in a row, and they were parked at an angle such that all of the headlights were kind of in a row. Oh, and wow. I was trying to get a shot of the headlights. And as I'm doing it, I'm looking down this row and I'm thinking, wow, man, that's a really big drone somebody has. As I'm looking down, they're on the the fairway right uh, where the fairway is right alongside the ocean. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you can't believe the scenery. And I'm looking down these tuckers and I see what I think is a really big drone. And I watch them for a minute and I go. That's a really big drone. It's a big drone. Then this drone pops sideways. It's a Bell Jet Ranger helicopter. <laughs> Flies out into the bay, lands on a yacht. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, I'm in the wrong place, Jack. This I need is... to leave. It was incredible. <laughs> but uh, it, starting with the kickoff cruise on Alvarado Street, running through Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance on the 16th, the international gathering includes more than 30 events attractions, uh, and attractions. Uh, a lot more. There's so much to do out there, and there's so much to see, and it's just 
car guy nirvana for about a week and a half. Uh, the, the Concord d'Elegance, the yearly finale to the festivities, is scheduled to celebrate its 70th anniversary this year Lordy. at the oh. Pebble Beach Golf Links. And it is just the prettiest setting. It's yeah. gorgeous. So really looking forward to Monterey this year. Really hope that it comes off without a hitch. Man, we need a win in a big way, and Monterey would be fantastic. I'm glad to hear that so far it's still on the calendar. Yeah, fingers crossed. All right, Doug. Absolutely. We talked about Mustangs. The 2021 Ford Mustang Mach 1 shows up in what are supposedly leaked VIN decoder documents. I I swear to God, I think Ford, with all these leaks and the leaks of the pictures and everything, are are they just trying to do basically their own porn tapes to try to keep themselves well, in the news? There's such thing as an intentional leak. Yeah, maybe it's it's kind of yeah. a card. Yeah, their new model, the Kardashian. Um, so Shh, really, don't tell <laughs> yeah. anybody about this. Here's our <laughs> yeah. publicity bulletin. Yeah, yeah, don't uh, don't share this on the internet. Wink. Um, <laughs> So a Ford Mustang Mach 1 shows up in leaked VIN decoder document, and the Ford Mustang GT350 GT might be going away. Oh, man. That's a heck of a car. I hope that the Mach 1 that they're bringing uh, is every bit the measure of the GT350. This is uh, from MotorOne.com. The uh, The post on the Mustang G6 forum suggests that the Ford Mustang Shelby GT, GT350 uh, might get the axe. They've got a picture of, of all the, the decoded stuff and the this and that. Um, it specifically mentions the Mach 1 being available as a coupe, and then the list of available engines includes two entries for the 5-liter V8. So you might be able to get one big and then one bigger, and uh, <laughs> and be able to drive your Mach 1, which I'm all for. And by the way, last week I mentioned that, that there was a Mach 1 model that I had that I put the glitter on the hood on because I, mm-hmm. I was that kind of model builder. Um, it was a 73 Mach 1. So it was just ah. big, that big, you know, you could play croquet on the hood, front of it. Yes. Big, way too heavy, ugly. Oh, God, I love that car. Um, El Mustang Grande. <laughs> that's right. The uh, Ford already confirms the bullet goes away after the 2020 model year. And according to this thing, the Mach 1 is probably going to be its replacement. Um, there are spy shots out there showing the vehicle's development using a camouflaged bullet as the starting point. And the document, one of the reasons they're thinking the GT350 is probably going away is because it only mentions the GT500. Oh. And shows one uh, version. The GT500 is also a heck of a piece of hardware. Yeah. 5.2 liter V8. And that's... And uh, eight, 8 zillion horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I love the modern age. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, it's a good time to be a car guy. This is the second alleged Ford VIN document leaked in 24 hours. Uh, to this, come on, this is Ford Dashian. Uh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> the first focused on the next gen F-150 and had details like the engine lineup, including hybrid and diesel options. But you gotta, you know, you gotta pat the guys on the back because they have us talking about it. Absolutely. One of the things uh, that was pretty commonly known in the late 60s and early 70s is muscle car builders. We're all lying. Were, <laughs> everybody was lying. Yeah, but you know, this—it's the kind of the good lie. They were—they were lying to our benefit. Uh, a lot of it was uh, in order to appease insurance companies, yeah, or to keep the government from inter- from intervening when they find out you've got something that's got apparently 
rocket power behind it. <laughs> You're strapped to a uh, jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from hotcars.com, there's an article of uh, muscle cars with disturbingly bad engines, tens that were insanely powerful. <laughs> and uh, they, they have 10 muscle cars in here that it turns out we were being lied to even more than we thought. <laughs> it kicks it kicks off with one of my favorites, the 67 uh, Corvette L88, which was really a race-only engine, and it was a race-only car. It came without a heater or a radio of any kind. Uh, it was I an aluminum that... block, aluminum head, 427, rated at 430 horse, which was a blatant lie. <laughs> uh, we might have saying, underestimated. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, rated at 430. The article said outputs closer to 500. Oh my god! I, talking to some of my vet buddies, I, uh, my understanding is with different headers and a tune, it was more like five sixty. Oh Jesus! In a piece of plastic, a very yeah, pointy, yeah. cool so, piece of plastic. Uh, god Almighty! Yeah, thro- throw a rope around your house and tow it down the street. <laughs> uh, and uh, they had the '69 Pontiac GTO. Oh, they yeah. said mm. with the Ram Air Four option on it, they rated it at 370 horses. Uh, actual power is a lot more than Pontiac was claiming because of strict GM rules. I'm guessing well north of 400. Oh. Uh, a, a, a lot of these, on a lot of these, what they did is they would rate the horsepower at a lower RPM. Oh, you know, rated it around. Oh, at 4,200 RPM, it produces this. Yeah, well, at 56, it produces this. Another one mentioned in here is a 69 Ford Mustang Super Cobra Jet. Jesus. Uh, The Cobra Jet 428 uh, was rated. uh, I I think they rated that thing around uh, 340 or so. And it it turned out it was more like 410. They rated the Boss 429 at 375. That thing was well more than four. (laughs) Uh, the Chevy Camaro ZL1 again, an, an L88 uh, oh, variant. God, those, uh, those things, those were rated uh, in the fours and the low fours. It was 500 was closer to true. Uh, you know, and it and it goes it goes, <laughs> it goes on. on. Oh my lies, lies! But, my entire life was a wonderful lie. <laughs> but then it gets around to the ones that didn't have any power like uh the 1980 ford mustang with yep. 2.3 liter naturally aspirated inline four that came mu- with a monstrous whopping 88 horsepower a mustang a mustang yeah. with a four-cylinder and, that sucked yeah you oh, can outrun Jesus. my lady with a kmart cart they make such great mustangs now yeah that yeah. it's difficult to believe they made such absolute utter crap at one time. Well, a couple other mentions, uh, an 82 Camaro with the iron Duke four in it, but, no, uh, no. It just, <laughs> you know, you I hear graduated. these names and you're thinking there's no way they could be sub hundred horsepower, but that thing cranked out a, a weak need <laughs> gasping 90 HP. Oh, oh, sh- oh yeah. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Just, oh. just gutless. As, uh, and as a Camaro owner, I had an 84 with a 2.6 liter V6 in it. And I got the crap kicked out of me by rabbit GTIs. So <laughs> I, I absolutely believe what they're saying. I think that one had a wheezing 107 horse in it. A uh, couple others, 82 Dodge Challenger. Rode in one of those. Olds 442. And an 81 Mercury Capri RS Turbo with a scorching 117 horsepower. 
It just doesn't seem possible, does it? And this wasn't that long ago. Dude, my dad bought a 1980 Chrysler LeBaron with oh, a turbo no. in it. And oh, no. Man, you could you could just rip down the highway, you know, if you're patient. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it it sounded sucked. like a patient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Dad, really? And within two years, the turbo went out on it. Good times. Good times. Dad was oh, happy. Oh, no. So, just, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, put it, putting the, the Malays in Malays era cars, uh, the five that all need more horsepower are late 70s. Uh, are, they're all within a three-year span. They're yeah. 79 to 81, and there are 82, and they're all gutless, all gutless. It's when I hit high school. I'm sorry. It's my bad. I ruined it. 79 to 82 was sophomore, junior, senior. I, I, I think it was conspiracy, <laughs> CO conspiracy. They wanted to keep you from going fast. <laughs> Didn't we, did we learn nothing in the seventies about saving things and, oh God. Mm, but no. some of the cars look no. cool. I mean, the, the, the 82 Camaro it, was still kind of cool looking. It just, it was cool looking. That was the first year of that new body style. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Kind of just gutlessly, mm. hopelessly <laughs> awful. <laughs> So let's let's get back to a good note where there's in, an insane amount of horsepower coming up in seg two. Uh, we're going to talk to Ed Lindsay of Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. He's going to share the scoop on their home up north in the metropolitan boonies. Plus, he'll talk custom hot rods uh, that they built, including some that have been in magazines and the ones they're working on right now. So check out links at Road Muscle Radio and stick around because we've got more Road Muscle Radio on the way. Uh, here at Road Muscle Radio, we do like uh, cool cars, and it's amazing the rebuilding that goes on and, and the things that people put in. One of the things you really got to think about, and it's strange because, you know, you're thinking about the muscle that goes into it, how many horsepower. Uh, I'm thinking about the Kregers that I'm going to put on it, regardless of what <laughs> kind of car it is. The things that you may not always think about are uh, noise and heat. And well, the, the first thing almost every guy thinks of when they're going to build a car is, hey, how much how much engine, how much motor, how much yeah. muscle can I stuff in this thing? I want to stop about the time the car wants to twist itself into a Twizzler. <laughs> One of the offshoots of that and something that you inevitably get is you get heat and you get noise. Yeah. And, you know, everybody wants to have that giant ground pounding ride, but nobody wants to uh, live with it in the inside the car with them. Both the cars that I have uh, suffered from being fairly loud, and also uh, in the in the case of the Corvette, before we did some work to it, good lord, that thing would cook your feet in the summertime. Uh, how did you face that? The ver single very best way you can: you find a product that conquers both things, tackles both problems, and it was Hushmat. Hushmat. Yeah. Uh, Tim McCarthy and Hushmat. Yes. It's, it's a thin foil back barrier that you put underneath your carpet. And it, not only does it, uh, really retard the heat from coming into the passenger compartment. My goodness, you cannot believe the difference it makes with sound. It, it was extraordinary. The change we had when we did this on a Corvette of ours, uh, it, it just all the difference in the world. And it was amazing that that thin little barrier could make so much difference. You know, we've, we've handled the stuff cause we've talked to uh, Tim before. It's, oh, yeah. it's this black goo on, on this uh, foil. This is what does this. 
And yet, time after time after time after, he's got so many reviews and so many testimonials, it's insane, including you, uh, that it actually works. When you find something that works, you want to tell everybody about it. And uh, this stuff works so well. I was so pleasantly surprised. It wasn't that expensive, and it was just that little bit of uh, material in between those two foil backs. And, and it's it's not very thick. It really doesn't make that much difference when it's under your carpet. You, you don't even know it's there. And if you're looking to customize it, you're going to be kind of shocked. We were so surprised when Tim told us about this. They have something like, what is it, around 300K different uh, uh, designs for specific models and cars and years. Your vehicle is available. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And what you do is you get uh, all the uh, the hush mat necessary to cover this, and then you get these templates that you cut out and are ready to go for your vehicle to fit the parts of it. And you can get it for the interior, for the headliner, for the trunk. Uh, you can get a full kit that encompasses all of that stuff. Turn your car into a cool, whisper-quiet ride, no matter what you got lurking under the hood. You should go to hushmat.com and check it out. It's American-made stuff, too, which I think is kind of cool. And uh, they've got a special going on right now. Check it out, hushmat.com, and uh, and see what's cooking on there, because it's not going to be your feet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and tell Tim we said hi huh, from Road Muscle Radio. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. You can find us on the web at roadmuscleradio.com, on Twitter at Road Muscle Radio, and on Facebook at Road Muscle Radio. Now, if you know somebody we should talk to, throw them under our motor mouths at driver at roadmuscleradio.com. Uh, we'll see about having them in for an interview. Now, speaking of, quite some time ago, Brett, you've known me now for a couple of years, and you know that yes. I, I love to talk the talk, but... When it comes right down to, you know, put your money where your mouth is, my mouth always seems to get a little small about that time. And I, I, uh-huh. I, I hesitate on the trigger for your going out. It has no trigger. I, I, okay. I'll just, for my own defense, part of it is when you have a nut that is so small, you got to feel like a squirrel with fang teeth. Yeah. Cause yes. I, I, I just don't have the money to build it up, even if it's, you know, almost, oh my God. So and there's been a. There's been a couple that after we looked at them, it was like, nah, that's going to kill us both. <laughs> okay, specifically, I know the one you're talking about. We went and looked uh, in southern uh, Kansas at a 64 uh, Mercury Park Lane breezeway. And that yes. thing, that was pretty cherry. The window worked, you know, it, it ran. It uh, The interior was in great condition. Body was in really good condition. Yada, yada. Young guy and his very young kind of pregnant wife had it. And, uh, I went down and you went with me cause I thought I'd yes. be driving it back. Cause the guy said, Oh yeah, it's totally roadworthy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is every dime I have. And yes. So, uh, at, like with, uh, whenever you swipe right or look on Craigslist, um, uh-huh. the pictures were prettier than the car. And so, yes. but we, we took it for a test drive and there were two kind of main problems. One, it didn't really like to run a lot, no. especially on any type of corner. That's when it died, and you're just yanking that wheel. And then, uh, and conversely, conversely, when it did run and you're going down the road, stopping was real interesting. Because the first time I tapped those brakes, and there's, it's a two way highway, and there's diesels coming, and suddenly we're in their lane heading right at them. 
And I just tapped the brakes. I didn't hammer on them. It's like, you know, driving this home for the next uh, 150 miles? No. no. You made an atheist pray to Jesus. <laughs> you know, it was a car that gave you religion. So um, then, I found, then I found another one, a Mercury that was up north and uh, near Smithville. And I went and I took a look at it. This was, you know, uh, quite a little bit of time later. And 63 Mercury Monterey Breezeway thing was, again, it was cherry. Uh, the inside, it was black and white, and everything was uh, hand crank, so you didn't have to worry about the electrics. The rear window went up and down, uh, the breezeway window. So it, it was pretty much everything, and a lot drove it, needed a little brake work, and it had been in an auction. It had had a fire under the hood. And it must have been one tiny, tiny little bitty fire that went out quick because the hood was in great condition, everything, and the thing's running. And I'm like, oh, I got to think about this. So I did my usual mark, and it took a little too long. And I finally called him back when I'm like, okay, nut up or shut up. Let's get hold of this place. And and it was gone. Some lady in Smithville bought it. You, You horrible, horrible woman, you. How could you do that to me? <laughs> uh, I snooze, I lose. Well done on her. But the thing, okay, all of that ungodly long story to lead into the fact that I found this place out in what, I, for me, a suburbanite, was middle of nowhere. Just kind of hidden back uh, to the to the right of Smithville and down a little roadways. And then they have this dirt road that goes all the way back into this place. And it's so cool. Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. Tucked away, off the beaten path, I go pulling up, and I'm driving past. There's a 55 DeSoto. There's another classic car. There's this kind of hoopty coupe car thing. Not modern hoopty. I mean, it looks like an, it, 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 it's basically a hot dog bun with wheels. And I'm like, what the hell is that thing? I think I'm in love with it. It's aerodynamic. And all these different vehicles. My Mercury that, that uh, was taken from me t- at too young an age uh, was sitting there. And then there's this huge Cadillac, la, la, la. And I'm like, oh, my God. Where where have you been all my life? And I went in. The lobby is even cool. That just the desk that with the fenders and the it, and the, it was the nicest people. So it was Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. And our guest that has been very very nicely sitting here for this ungodly long story uh, is Ed Lindsay, who's one of the co-owners of Lindsay's Auto Salvage Hot Rod Shop. It's uh, started in 1967 by the brothers George and Gerald Lindsay, uh, one of which is uh, Ed's dad. And in 2014, Gerald's sons, Jim and Eddie, uh, were brought, bought into the business, and the three currently run it to this day. So, Ed, welcome to Road Muscle Radio, finally. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. It, uh, it's so cool that it's, you guys are like the second generation. Do you have a third generation eyeballing the shop? Well, I, I hope so. I don't have any kids, but my brother's got three boys, and... Uh, Actually, all three of them has an interest in it uh, somewhat. Hopefully, there will be a third generation. I'm sure there will. Now, have you been the good uncle and helped them build up, you know, I want to kill myself on the road hot rods so that your uh, brother can worry every night of his life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, what do they drive? Surely to God, it's it's like really cool stuff. Oh, well, well, um, one of them has a... uh, Oh gosh, it is a '69 Bronco uh, that okay. we have uh, grafted on. Uh, it, it's a full custom. We've we grafted on some late model Jeep Liberty uh, headlights, hood section. Um, it's got an early Ford Lightning motor in it. Um, oh my! Oh gosh, it's uh, it's got a '53 Ford 
dash. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's different. <laughs> about it? now, it's almost done. Was this uh was this it's something almost. that he came up with? Like these different ideas, or did you guys just go cruising in the backyard and go, "Hey, let's put that in it"? I can weld that. Uh, actually, my brother and I work together very well. I think uh, when we sit down and and kind of dream up what we're going to do to a particular vehicle. And, uh, well, for instance, on this Bronco, uh, we really wanted to do something different on the quarter panels, on the rear wheel openings, because everybody cuts them out and puts fender flares on them. Right. So what we did, we got another set of front fenders and cut the wheel opening out of it and grafted it into the quarter panel. So now the wheel opening in the front matches the wheel opening in the back. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so, I would have never thought yeah. of that. Never. Yeah. But, but we, we just, uh, you know, just kind of sit down and just eyeball it. Uh-huh. And since we do have a salvage yard here and, you know, we've got late model car and truck parts and we've got what I think is a, is a real good selection of vintage car and truck parts. So we can actually get in our buggy and go on the back hill, which is where all the old stuff is, and kind of look at things and, and, and then bring those ideas back into the build that we're doing. Ed, uh, when I went there, uh, I believe it was your, was it your dad that was uh, there? He was the first guy I talked to. And you need to tell your dad he was holding out on me. I didn't get no ride into no backfield to see no, you know, field of dreams sitting there. I didn't well, even know that. Back. until I'll give you the 10 cent tour. Oh, dude, I'm in now. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's like heaven. Um, okay, well, speaking of, you've, you've got this uh, third generation possibly, and, you know, you've got uh, dad and uncle that are building up the vehicle for it, and you've got um, yeah, the original dad and uncle who started it all. What was what was it like when they started it? I mean, did uh, did the original uh, beginners start it as a hot rod shop, as something this cool? Uh, no, no. <laughs> my dad and my uncle uh, both worked at the overhaul base uh, at TWA. So um, they had this uh, strip of land uh, that they bought from my grandfather, and uh, they, uh, they just started a, a salvage yard. And they just ran it on their off days. And uh, now, was it auto uh, salvage or was it airplane salvage? It, it, yes, it, it, was, it was just strictly an auto salvage. Okay. Yeah. And this is in the yeah. early, or what, 67? It was, they started it in 67, and it continued to be just a, you know, a, a part time thing uh, until they got retired. Uh, and then it went into a full time business here. Can you imagine what that looked like back then with all those 40s and 50s and early 60s vehicles? I mean, right well, now, it's making my teeth a, itch. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a kid, you know, I would come down here and I can uh, vividly see all the cars that used to sit around here. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Mach 1s, uh, Buick GSXs. I remember there was two of those and they were matching colored cars. <laughs> uh, oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but GTOs, I mean... Uh, uh, gosh, there's there's Mach One Mustangs. It is all just all kinds of muscle car stuff here, and uh, yeah, now, I've got bit by the car bug at a very early age. You know, being a little kid, you know, climbing around all these old cars down here, and uh, uh, it, it was just it was I, I was very lucky. So when did the <laughs> when did the hot rods really start getting made there? 
Uh, was that when, okay. when you um, and uh, that you, was that was when uh, my my brother and I kind of took reins of it and uh, come in here and cleaned everything up, put in a full body shop and uh, collision repair and uh, mechanic shop. We're really diversified. Um, was that 2014 but, when you guys uh, started kicking that all in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in six years, yep. you've made this dynasty. Six years. <laughs> well, uh, we enjoy it. Yeah, apparently. I mean, my God, look, looking at your website. Uh, it, well, we'll get in. I'm starting to get ahead of myself because I'm like, oh, I got to talk about these cars. Um, so, you know, we, we hear the word, pardon me, we hear the words auto salvage. And you might think Sanford and Son or even Racks of Cars are toned apart. Obviously, that's not what's going on here nowadays, even though you, you kind of keep the name because it's cool. Uh, and the logo right. is awesome. The, uh, you know, we're not just talking about, which strangely enough, it's not just, building out hot rods or tearing apart this and finding these parts, et cetera. You do a, a whole gamut of car services that even run to the mundane oil changes and, and this and that. Sure. What, what yeah. are, what are all of the services that you offer there? Well, we, uh, we do pretty much anything that pertains to a vehicle except for internal engine work. Uh, we do just, pretty much everything else. We have a commercial sandblaster here. Um, gosh, we've got a full metal, metal fab room, you know, English wheels and uh, metal brakes, and uh, we have CNC machine. Uh, there's really nothing we, we can't do. Um, well, that's kind of obvious by the pictures on your website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, when I was in your lobby, up on the wall, mm-hmm. as I was uh, waiting and, and chatting to, um, I believe it was your dad, the, um, mm-hmm. I noticed on the walls there were pictures from magazines, and I was looking at these cool cars, and I'm like, hang on, this was done here. These aren't just pictures of cool cars. These are cars that were done here. Can you tell us about some of the builds you did that ended up in magazines? Sure, yeah. Um, Years ago, uh, my brother and my dad and I was at an auction, uh, and we we saw a car that caught our eye there. And what it was, it was a 37 Studebaker Dictator four-door humpback sedan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got that and brought it home with the idea of, yeah, we're just going to throw a V8 in it and upgrade the suspension and make it drivable. Well... As we got it in the shop, uh, the wheels started turning, and, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we made this thing a two-door? And wouldn't it be cool if we cut the hump off the back and made it a slant back? And then wouldn't it be cool if we suicided the doors and uh, put Plymouth Prowler headlights in it? Oh, and, my God. Uh, so it just evolved into that. Uh, and this car actually got about any award that you can get with it. And Rod and Custom Magazine uh, honored it with the top 10 in the nation in 2000. Nice. And uh, But it has since parted ways. Uh, we, uh, well, sure. It, it went to the auction block in uh, Meekum Auction down in Florida. Nice. Um, the other car that's made magazines is actually my car, uh, it is a uh, 39 Ford sedan, uh, two-door sedan that's just been smoothed and lowered. Um, but the power plant in it, uh, I went with a 1957 Ford 312. 
three deuces and uh, just just rested up and uh, it was lucky enough you know it it got uh, several magazine some coverage in several magazines and awards from good guys and NSRA we're not into stacking up you know trophies and stuff like that i mean it's nice if you get one yeah, you know you just do it by accident look. you stumble right into it ed is that what you're saying we're not trying to win yeah, awards uh, they just seem to fall <laughs> from the sky on us <laughs> no, no. We just build what we like, and if other people like it enough, you know, to honor it with an award, you know, that's cool. But yeah, we'll take that. We we build them to enjoy them. You know, I think that so. really shows. And when you talked about you and your brother uh, being able to kind of really bounce and and work off of each other, uh, that's probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you know, fifty years in business and still going strong. Um, you, you've got these these ideas and these creations that come up. Now, on your website, we can you can click through them. There's a I believe it's a work page, and oh, yeah. it's just the the these pictures of these cool cars, and it's just it's totally food bait for a dude who eats too much. Because I'm like, <laughs> my God, that's like a buffet, and I'm starting to shake. So, um, some of the builds. Let's talk a little bit bit about. I, I peg some. I'm sure Brett, you've got some different ones, but work's uh-huh. going on in in progress. You have some pictures of, and I forgive me, Brett. You probably know the year on it. That Mustang that's being. I swear to God, that's a newer Mustang front end on a uh, like a '68 or '69 Mustang back. Do you know it the? Looks like uh, the, uh, it's I a '68 or '69 fastback. Um, it is a actually it's a '69, and what we've done was we've took an '09 Mustang GT and just cut the body off of it, cut all the panels off of it, gone to where you just have a rolling chassis. Well, we took a '69 Mustang fastback and gutted the floor and fit this body over the newer Mustang rolling chassis, and believe it or not. The the measurements come out perfect. I mean, oh when when Ford designers uh, decided to do this Mustang in in 2005, they had to have taken a 69 <laughs> Mustang, brought it in, and took measurements off of it because this thing fit over it. They didn't copy it. It's called and, an homage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a hell of an homage. It looks so cool. Now, how f- have you gotten farther than the pictures are? Because a lot of that's you're looking right at the sheet metal work. And obviously, uh-huh. you know, it was a Mustang. So I'm sure you had to replace some metal on it. Uh, uh-huh. has, has it reached the Omega yet? Or is it a still work work in progress? It is uh, almost ready for paint. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> all the head scratching is done, and uh, <laughs> now it's time to just uh, finish getting the final smooth on it and getting it in the booth and uh, squirting it. So, what's yeah. the plan uh, once it finally rolls out of there? What's a what's the color going to look like, and what's the interior going to be? Uh, the interior is going to be black. Okay. Uh, the outside uh, will be red. And uh, we are uh, working on what we're going to do as far as white stripes on this thing. Oh, nice! So, uh, but it's—I uh, I think it's gonna—I think it's gonna come out really. Sixty-nine wrapper really with a two thousand five uh, gut. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mustangs, uh, tell us about that Ford Cobra pickup truck. <laughs> 
that thing, I looked at the, at the butt end of that where you put the lights and I'm like, what? This is so cool. Do tell. I got, I got to hear about this thing. Okay. It is, um, it's a 70 uh, short bed truck. That's what we started with. And again, we brought it in here and uh, just got to looking at it and stuff and was taking measurements. Well, we took the body off the frame, got rid of that, and we brought in a late model Ford Lightning pickup. And uh, we took the body off it. Well, we set this body on that rolling chassis, and uh, I think we had to shorten it up. If I remember right, it was like six inches. But other than that, I mean, you know, a few brackets here and there, the, the body pretty much just sat down right on it and bolted up. Oh, wow. Um, we did that, and we thought, well, you know, wouldn't it be cool? Uh, Ford never made a unibody. I think they quit unibodies back in 63 or 4. So wouldn't it be cool to make it a unibody? So we did. So, well, <laughs> so let's get rid of the back window. Let's put a, uh, a brand-new Ford pickup back window cab section on it. So we did that. And uh, then we just kind of it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, we've got a '61 Galaxy dash in it, '61 uh, Galaxy door handles. Oh my gosh! Uh, we had uh, uh, we've got '68 Mustang hood turn signals that are grafted into the hood with an 04 Mach one shaker hood <laughs> on it. Uh, it does have the the supercharged 5.4. Oh, uh, Shisa. That, that'll put the that'll put the back tires uh, into a whole new set real soon. Mark, yeah, that supercharged yeah. 5.4 is a livelier version of the one in my Harley truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've got a Harley truck, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got an 03, two, uh, the Shamu, the two-tone. <laughs> and uh, if memory serves, the Lightning had, I think, about 40 more horse than the, the Harley trucks did. Uh-huh. Lord so, of mercy. Yeah, and the exhaust comes out right behind the front tire, which means <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to travel very far. <laughs> well, it's got ele- it's got electric cutouts on it, so we can uh, we can run uh, we can run open headers if we want. You know, are, just a, a flip of the switch. Ed, what are the taillights from on that truck? Uh, actually, the taillights we had they they look like '69 uh, Mustang taillights. Uh, but we had a guy uh, build those out of, of uh, billet aluminum, and uh, they're LED, and they are sequential. They're um, custom. Dang. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. It, yeah. There's, there's actually one taillight in the uh, in the bedside, and the other oh. two are actually in the tailgate. It's insane. So, are you seeing some uh, of the oh, pictures there, I just there, got Brett? to the finished pictures on this. That's Cool. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> I love that truck. And I'm not a big yeah, truck guy, right? even though I own one. Uh, I always look at sedans and, uh, and two-doors, coupes. But that truck, dang. That thing is so <laughs> sweet, right? We are talking with uh, Ed Lindsay of Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. All right, uh, Ed, the custom cab over car hauler. Wait, 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 wait. Just oh, wait. <laughs> Go back. I told you, man. I told you. Is that crazy? I love that truck. Oh, dude, that's cool. Well, it, it started out life as a 1953 COE cab over engine. And um, we did a lot of modifying on it. The front fenders are uh, rear fenders off a 1940 Ford sedan that we've grafted onto it. 
we've wedged the grill. Uh, the headlights are 37 Ford teardrop headlights. Uh, gosh, it's got a uh, 1950 Ford passenger car dash that we've whittled down and, and welded in this thing. Uh, gosh, um, we, we handmade the bed. Uh, that was, that was a nightmare. But. That, so that's not like from a Peterbilt wrecker or anything like that. You actually, did no, that no, whole no, thing no. We, we, we designed it and got it all welded together. Damn. It looks um, like art deco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we built fender skirts for it. Uh, the louvers in the, in the, uh, skirts are actual louvers out of a 1935 Oldsmobile, as well as the rear section that's in the bed. And it, it, uh, it covers up the, uh, uh, the winch, um, behind the cab in the bed. You know, know, this is the type of artistry that I just, I find so amazing. Plus you've got, let's say all this raw artwork sitting around you. Uh, waiting to go, wait a minute over there. Don't we have one of those? And look at the side of that thing. Let's go glue that onto this with a welder. Hot damn. I love love that COE. It looks like it should have a Rockola jukebox sitting next to it. Now, not only we've been talking a lot about American made stuff, but that's not all that you do there. I mean, you've got uh, a bunch of other (laughs) from all across the world cars and Brett, I know there was one that drew your eye. Uh huh. You've got a G body 911 uh, setting on Fuchs on a set of uh, uh, looks like uh, wheel casters. There, uh, I have a Porsche itch. I haven't been able to scratch yet. Tell me about <laughs> that car. Oh, that was the, that was a customer's car uh, that he had brought in uh, that needed a paint job. So, uh, did. <laughs> so we stripped it down and, and reshot it, and we do a lot of work for. Uh, for customers, you know, anything from, you know, ground up restorations to, you know, full builds to just somebody saying, Hey, uh, I want to change the color of my car. So, well, and I know reshorting, reshooting Porsches can be a real pain in the rear with the galvanization and everything on those. They mm-hmm. have a tendency to collect uh, rust bubbles at the bottom of the A pillars and also, uh, about any place else, you know, at the bottom of the rear window and, yeah, they're uh, they seem to be rust magnets. You never find it until it's too late. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then you take the Lindsay's Auto Salvage, and then they turn it into a piece of art. Uh, uh-huh. Now, uh, well, let's hit this real quick because I know you got to go, Ed. Um, you also sell cars, uh, n- not just yes. the ones that you've redone and made amazingly beautiful, but some of the ones that uh, whether it was the one that I missed. I'm going to whine about that for the next nine months and or whatever. Some of the ones that I saw uh, on your website that caught my eye, there's a 27 model, uh, 27 Ford model T coupe, 3,700 bucks. And it looked fairly complete. Mm-hmm. You got a, got a surprisingly solid body on that, on that with a good title. And uh, it's just waiting for a, a new home and a good title. Who knew? <laughs> There's a 59 Cadillac with a Continental package. We were talking about that earlier before we recorded. Uh, that It's got that extra butt end that sticks out. I can't imagine backing that up, but I'd really like to try in my own driveway owning it. Uh, now, I believe that one, you have a call for price. So what's the deal on that, Ed? <laughs> well, um, that one... Um 
my brother and I have sat down, and I think we've just about decided that we are going to go ahead and tackle this as the next big build. Mm. Um, we're looking at brand new uh, wrecked. Um, oh, the, the uh, it escapes me now, but it's it's the, the newer hot rod Cadillacs that are out it's there. CTSV. The there you go. There you go. And uh, we're looking at those, and uh, I think we're going to incorporate all the drivetrain into this car. No. Uh, but at the same time, keep the outside original. Yes. Um, I'm voting to get rid of the the Continental kit. To me, I think it takes away from the car, but eh, it's like kind of rare and kind of hard to find. Yeah, so it's I a bumper know. extension. I, and I don't know how you can make it fancier unless you were able to put like matching little white coolers on either side of that tire. And uh, it's know. a caddy with a back porch. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <laughs> um, well, uh, there's a 54 Corvette that I saw. Was that right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Do yeah, tell first about year that. The, the Corvette was offered to the public. They, they made them in 53, uh, but they were only given out to uh, like, you know, movie stars and, you know, government people. Uh, they only made 300 of them that first year. Uh, I think one of the first ones was given to John Wayne. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. And you've got but one th- for this sale. This one's a 54. It's absolutely stock. Uh, still got the blue flame six. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty clean little car. And that's another one where you'll need to call Ed because Ed's going to wheel and deal you on that one. That's a pretty rare car. <laughs> you talk pretty to Ed and get there fast. Trust me. Um, and then for fun, there's an 84 Monte Carlo SS. Twenty nine hundred bucks. What what condition are we talking on that one? Um, that is a Texas car. Uh, it's absolutely rust free. Uh, it's got a good title, but there is no motor and transmission in this car. But it's, which means it's you can put any anything in it you like. A lot of people are going the LS route. We do a lot of LS swaps in, in vintage cars here. We need to call Terry. And, uh, <laughs> we, we interviewed a guy last uh, our last show. Terry Wilson. Terry Wilson. He's uh, Coverman66 on YouTube, and the guy is an LS guru, LS swap guru. So uh, hmm, we may have to give Terry a call. So you, <laughs> you've got all of this stuff, and there's, a, there's a, a ton more, and obviously a hidden field of dreams that you guys were jerks and didn't show me. And then, <laughs> there's, uh, you see, I'm going to whine about that, too. Uh, you've got all kinds of parts. Like, one of the things, I'll just mention the two that I saw, and then we'll let you go. Uh, there's a Coyote engine. It's a mm-hmm. five-liter with, with the transmission. There's a six-speed transmission on it. 8,000 miles on that thing, and it's only 8,500. Now, mm-hmm. how many horsepower are we talking kicking out of a Coyote? Oh, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not sure what that one, for sure what year that one is. So I don't know what the horsepower rating is on that particular engine. But it's so, uh, with a five liter and a six speed and only 8,000 miles. Yeah, it'll, it'll keep, well, maybe that should go over into that Monte Carlo. It's going to be well north of four. <laughs> nice. You can push the wheels on that. And then one part that I thought was just gorgeous, you got a 63 348 triple deuce setup uh, ready to go mm-hmm. for 800 bucks, and you just don't find mm-hmm. them, you know? And uh, yeah, beautiful parts, yeah. cool cars, and uh, and a bunch of people who really want to put things really cool together. Last question is, let's say that some, I don't know, suburban idiot who finally pulled a trigger on a car, 
uh, comes up to you and says, okay, I really like this, but I want to do something with it. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. How, how does one approach you about, uh, about doing something fun with a car? Well, uh, we have people come in and we sit down and uh, we get their thoughts on what they're after. And, you know, we're, we write notes the, the, the whole time as to what direction they want to take this in. Uh, and a lot of times people will say uh, they'll kind of give us the reins and let us kind of put our own twist on it. And, uh, but, you know, we have had people come in and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not really into that. Let's go this way. And we have no problem with it. Well, yeah, it's, you know, you know like, it's a part of Whatever the customer wants, the customer gets. Nice. I imagine Mark's conversation would be something along the lines of, I want to be cool and I don't know how. <laughs> Shut up. That's my life, you jerk. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you there because I'm not Wait cool to, either. Expose me to the masses, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, if you want to talk, you can talk to Ed. There's Jim there, too. And uh, the Salvage Info, they're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 12. Now, remember, right now we're in the days of COVID, so um, you can't exactly just breeze right in, but you can still find out about uh, what they have for sale. I'm sure that there's ways to figure out how to get a vehicle to someone, um, and things can be things can be worked out. And one of the really cool things was chatting with you guys, um, knowing that uh, it's – it's comfortable, you know, and you're one, you're going to get your money's worth. And two, you get to, you get to chat, you know, and even if you're a numb nut like me walking in, who doesn't know his, his arse from a lug nut. Uh, I didn't want to say nothing. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I saw it. We're, we're talking via zoom and I could see his face and I'm like, oh, he's just holding it in the, um, we can give you a buzz at 816-532-3800. There's also email lindsayparts at att.net. And then plus you guys just do, you know, what, great service work? Well, uh, yeah, you know, we do, like I said, anything from an oil change to, you know, transmission swap, engine swap, uh, pretty much anything and everything. <laughs> I want to keep the emblem, change everything else. Okay. <laughs> done mark done well ed thank you so much for uh stopping by and letting us uh take some of your time because i know you know between working with uh th- what you're trying to keep the business going and also you know all of us being uh at home sometimes uh it, it takes some some real focus so we appreciate you sharing your time with us and we hope to have you all back soon uh we'd love to hear about one of your more recent builds and where it's going and what what's doing sound good Sounds great. So, you know, Brad, I, uh, one of my alter egos when I was a kid, there was a buddy of mine named George, and he and I both wanted at one time in our very young life to be co-owners of a junkyard. Oh, and no. when I used to be a kid building models, I mean, I would take parts from this, that, and the other and glue them on. My engines always needed to be shinier and taller. Mm-hmm. God is my witness. I love those blowers, and I can never remember the name of them. the ones with like kind of the three orange dots in the front that just flip open. And oh, 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 you're talking about a, a BDS tunnel ramp. Yes, yes, sexy. Yeah. And I would put that yeah. on top of any engine I could find. I would glue it on well, everything. You're the kid who had a high rise on a high rise on a high rise. Hell yeah, and four feet out of it. yeah, <laughs> and it looked awesome. So uh, <laughs> uh, Ed and uh, and his bro Jim, uh, 
living the life, man. And it's so awesome that they are uh, able to do that together. How cool brothers can uh, get along enough and not want to, you know, uh, torch each other with a welder. To, uh, well, to I love these. that they've been at this for so long. They kind of have their own Field of Dreams parts collection. Ed Lindsay from Lindsay's Auto Salvage and Hot Rod Shop. Uh, we really appreciate him coming on Road Muscle Radio and chatting with us. And we thank you for sharing your time with us as we yak about grease and gears and cool car stuff. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us because there's nothing like a fun ride, especially when you got a friend to share it with. So be sure to visit us on Facebook at Road Muscle Radio at RoadMuscleRadio.com and on Twitter. I'm Catfish Groves. And I'm Brad Hatfield. And we'll catch you down the road on Road Muscle Radio.